Welcome to the Property Chit Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Louise Roke, where I talk about everything and anything property. Right, today I'm speaking again to Stephen Wong, who is a commercial expert uh, leasing property manager. Stephen today is talking to me primarily about when you are buying a commercial property, what do you need to know, and the different things like cap rates and all that he's going to explain to us. So welcome, Stephen. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Louise. Good to see you again. I don't do a lot of selling out there. I do a lot of um, looking for potential landlords, you know, looking for the right sort of investments in there. Uh, the old days of buying things like banks, blue chips, things like that, are all gone now. Banks are um, downsizing. If you see a bank for sale and that, look out for the clauses in there because a lot of the clauses will say they've got six months out. So you may buy them as a tenant in there and in six months they give notice and they're gone and it's trying to fill it up again. So that clause, Stephen, again was? It's just an out clause. It's, there's not that many blue chip you know, properties out there anymore where you've got a strong tenants. You know, things are changing all the time, market changes, conditions and that. So just be careful what you look for. A lot of the landlords look, looking at the moment are looking for something with a reasonable return yeah so six to eight percent in this day and age okay where 2020 is is considered a reasonable return yeah because at the moment you can borrow for commercial in some places you know 3.4 percent up to four percent at the moment so that gives you quite a good return if you're getting six percent back uh you know paying four percent out then you you are making money opex if you explain that to people operating expenses what the tenant normally pays that's rates insurance your body court fees um maintenance of the property and a lot of times it covers the management fees as well if you have it managed uh, the tenant has to pay that uh, by way every either 12 months or otherwise on a monthly basis or by by invoice the way we do it at the moment we try to build into their um their rent and have an opex on top of that again and pay a monthly fee so it's monthly time. yeah i think that's probably mm. a good idea because then it's um you know a gradual thing rather than getting hit by huge bills throughout the year so what steven's yeah. actually saying is is that one huge difference between you know for first-time investors out there between residential and commercial is that the commercial usually the tenant does pay most of the operating expenses such as rates and insurance and things like that yeah so whatever your rent is that is your net rent that's what you should end up at the end of the financial year so it gives you quite a good return whereas um with commercial as well there's a little bit of maintenance to be done on the property let's say the roof leaks you need to change one sheet the changing of one sheet is the maintenance it's not a capital investment any capital expenditure is paid by the landlord any maintenance expenses paid by the tenant so it's they look after your property for you they're using your property they're paying you rent so that's an investment for you so i mean what is the future do you think of commercial property um i still like commercial myself it's a return basis you should have a good tenant there you know exactly how much you're going to get each year also you can plan as well for two four six years in advance what's happening there by the how long your lease is so what is a normal um right rent review date so a tenant signs up normally for two years or three years then they also have a renewal thereafter for another two three years thereafter again so it could be you sign up a tenant for six years two by two by two every two years you you review the rent and you sign them up again for another period for another two years so you, you've got a, a, a period of when they're going to come and when they're going to go 
so you can plan then. Yes, it is good so planning. Three months out before the renewal comes up, you ask the tenant how things are going, you want to sign up again. At that period, they say yes, that's great. You can review the rent then in most cases. Some rents are, rent increases are staggered. So if you say, I've got a three-year uh, lease, they do rent reviews every two years, the next one two years, four years, six years, rather than uh, every three years at the same time as the renewal period. Otherwise, people can use it to say, yes, I'll sign in again or I won't sign renew the lease. So, okay, so if, if it happens that a lot of businesses are going online now, are we still going to be able to get good tenants for properties? That's my question. But there will always be tenants out there coming and going all the time then. So you need to adapt to the market. If you're running a retail outlet at the moment and you're finding it's hard to find a retail tenant, then you should be maybe converting that into a maybe a little surgery for doctors or physio or real estate offices or otherwise um, some sort of consultancy business. You can adapt your business to however you like. That's really good advice. So see what's happening out in the market and what what the needs are and then adapt it to suit the needs. Yes, COVID-19 at the moment, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty about whether or not the business will survive out there. You should be thinking now what else can my business uh, do in there? What other services can go in there? Just fill the gap later because whatever you do in there, if it's retail now, you have to apply for a change of use um, if it's going to be an office or something else. So you need to be aware of that. So what are the industries that you're seeing that are really growing, do you think, um, at the moment out there in the commercial world? Uh, consultancy business at the moment. And primarily in health, do you think? or There are a lot of, lot of different type of businesses like uh, marketing and that at the moment. Um, they don't need a lot of staff. They just need a bit of room there. They need good internet. And sometimes they need street access for all the meetings. Do you think the ones that do have the street access are street ahead? I think so. Yeah. You know, it's better to have street access where they can see you than upstairs in an office yes. if you're a consultancy business. But you pay lesser rent if you're upstairs. So if a new person's coming along, they need to think about these different things. But overall, is there anything in the lease apart from the opt-out that they need to be aware of? You should be looking at something with an upturn in, in, the, in the business as well. Like, can you do something else to, to the property? Can you uh, divide in half if you really need to? It could be a large shop, it could be a large office. Can you split it in half? Now, uh, how does that work, Stephen, as far as the council goes do you need to get any permission to do that sort of thing not if it's a internal walls if you're just putting internal walls then you can do that as of right but if you're going to change the front doors to front doors then you need a resource incentive for that it's a matter of looking at and knowing what councils require so all the different councils um well yeah. it's supposed to be a super city now but yeah each one uh, runs slightly different from the other so if somebody was looking at that um and maybe did think about having two different you know especially now because people may be downsizing in their businesses where would they find out that information and uh, there's a lot of consultants outside a lot of the uh, commercial real estate officers should know what they're doing as well um if you're putting wall down the middle and that the two different types of businesses you have to be careful there may have to be firewalls may have to be restrictions in that but just two retail shops again that's fine they're sharing the same front door if they wanted to have their own front doors and like you said the firewalls now that's a good thing to bring up isn't it because um, yeah. that's something that people don't think about actually well recently we had a, uh, a large shop divided in halves one came retail again the other one became a dentist firewalls all the pipes had to be put in resources head uh, council consents has to be applied for and, so did they um, use a did they use a consultant Stephen to do all that yeah they had their own consultants to do that yeah. um, because it speeds things up it does and and really they are experts and that's what they do so I'd highly recommend that as well
Every rent review, say if it's every two or three years, how do they actually decide um, what the price is going oh, to, what the lease is you know, yeah, going up to? You have to look at what's been leased in the same area, the same size, um, same square meterage, and how much they pay per square meterage. Would you be able to provide that, or would they need to go and spend money on a valuer? Uh, a lot of times the valuers have it, but you know someone who specialises in an the area, then speak to those guys, those agents, they'll know. I remember a fair while ago, um, I was trying to find out some statistics on that and um, I was led to believe because I did do some research that there wasn't public access or even real estate agents that could actually go and just look that up. No, there's nothing. So you need to know what the market's doing out there and who's who's specialising in the market. So It's quite uh, funny, isn't it, Stephen, though, that in this day and age, you would think there would be some sort of statistical information. I get a call from the values every two to three months saying, yes. what's happened? What's happening? Yes. Can you give us the latest stats? So that's, that's the information you can get. And they just provide to all their other values as well. So. I, I was yeah. quite astounded when I um, researched into that and looked that that was the case, that there wasn't anything there. What, what about this cap rate? Can you explain that to people? Well, the cap rate is a rate of return. So what would be the formula for somebody? If somebody's going along and, and looking at to buy a commercial property, because there may well be people now this year to go and buy some commercial property. Okay, so it's, what's your budget? If you're thinking you can afford it $400,000, $500,000, a million dollars, then you can work out your rent. So if you're getting $123,000 rent coming in, you divide that into what, 0.6 or 0.7, and that that'll give you your value of the property as a return basis yeah so if you're thinking of, um, I want a return of 8% you, you divide it you divide, divide that it. into the your rental and that yeah. gives you your value of the property so that's that's you need to go in there knowing what you are wanting to get out of it and expect and at this day and age you're saying that between six and eight percent is really roughly an average that people can expect that's right so if you want to hire higher than that you can get nine or ten percent but that's out of Auckland you know the small towns and that so uh, the returns are there but it may be a little bit harder to rent out again afterwards once they move so yeah. do you think that's Still, is that still the case, Stephen, that some of these places, even though the rural real estate market has really improved, are the, is the commercial still lagging a lot behind as far as, you know, you can buy something cheap, like you're saying, but there's not a huge amount of people that are starting businesses? Well, look at it this way. On, a, on residential, the value goes up, you get a capital gain there. On, on res, uh, commercial, you can only get a capital gain if your rent goes up. If your rent doesn't go up, then there's no capital gain there afterwards. So uh, something like a small town there, you may not get a, a huge capital gains or huge rent increases. So you get you after a slightly high return. Whereas in the city, um, if rent goes up from $20,000 to $22,000, that's $2,000 increase. That means your cap rate has increased the value of your property. Yeah. So if people are looking for rural, that could be more of a long-term thing as far as the capital gains goes. But like you said, you are buying at a significantly lower price to start so, with, so you'd have to work out your cap rate. Last couple of years, we saw something down in Hamilton that gave them a 10% return. So they improved the property after time. Um Pressed it up, got better tennis in there. Yeah, the, that's a great return. The, and so the value went up. Thank yeah. you very much, Stephen, because there's you know, going to be people out there who maybe haven't bought any commercial before and that's given them a base for starters. They can pick up the phone and talk to you. Uh, Stephen Wong at Birkenhead, Ray White. Thanks very much, Stephen. All right, thanks, Louise. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Property Chit Chat. Subscribe to hear all our episodes. If you want further information, visit goodtonic.co.nz and hit the Property Chit Chat tab. Till next time, over and out.